0: So that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. ACAST powers
1: the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
0: Hi, I'm Michelle Obama, and in my podcast, I talk about so many of the lessons I've learned that are centered around finding your
1: inner confidence, understanding your own story, and persisting, even if it feels like people are judging and watching your every move. I get into this and a lot of other meaningful topics with some of my closest
0: friends on my podcast, The Light. The Light Podcast is presented by Starbucks.
1: ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. Welcome to our site. Uh, For those that are new to us, we ask that you would like, subscribe, and share. And for those who would like to also support us financially, we have some links where you can support us financially and uh, be a part of our family, as you will. If you need to uh, speak to me, just send me an email, and I will gladly return your requests. So thank you again, and I do appreciate it. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth, and perverse lip put far from you. We have been looking at Man, we have started looking at the uh, spirit, soul, and body because the Bible uh, tells us that we ought to have all of us um, presented before God. And so we have been focusing on the spirit. uh, What does the spirit consist of? uh, What uh, the soul consists of? And we just finished our study on the body, and all through the study. I have been trying to make you aware that God is usually trying to tell us that His principles uh, are consecutive, they are concurrent, they go one after the other. When one is applied, then the other one, and then the other one, and so forth. And it is connected, and when it's connected, then uh, God is always trying to make us aware of it, where it originates from, the thought, uh, what we do with that thought in our will, once it is accepted in our will, we have an emotional attachment to that. but once that is um finished there, it then deposits into our heart it becomes us, and it becomes the intent, the very intent of who we are and and the Bible tells us that out of that space right there when it's in the heart, it tells us that the man speak he confesses. The Bible also tells us that um once we decide a thing it shall be established, because once we have decided, what we will do is decree it. And so we read the scripture, and it tells us, decide a thing and uh, decree it, and it shall be established. Meaning, as the scripture says, we believe, and therefore we speak what we believe. And when we do that, the Bible tells us that what we speak is going to come to pass. And so uh, today's uh, topic, I read that scripture because I out of it is um, the highlight that we are going to focus on above all else. Guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything that you and I do flows from our heart. And so it is a principle of God because God created you and I and it tells us that um you know this is what's going to happen and this scripture tells us so it tells us that we ought to be um once we have uh, we need to guard our heart because out of it it tells us keep your heart with all vigilance mean that you have to become a protector of your heart and what you deposit in that heart you have to keep it uh the scripture says you keep your heart with all vigilance not Jesus not God you keep it and so for from it fl- flows the, spring of the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech, and put away devious talk far from you. Why? Because you are going to speak whatever you believe. And so we're going to see what those devious talks and those crooked, crooked speech, where they come from, and then we're going to tie into our life. Because your life is a reflection of you, and because the Bible tells us that. It tells us in Proverbs 27:19 as water reflects the face so one's life reflects their heart. So if your life is a mess, it tells me that your heart is a mess, you're a mess. And how do you is this the life you want to live? If this is the life your current life, the current state that you're in, that's what you want. And then this message is not for you. But if you are not satisfied with what you have, I'm going to show you um, and from the Word we're going to learn to guard our heart and the reason why we're guarding it because out of the issues of that space comes, uh, out of that heart comes all the issues of life. And so we're going to look at what are some of the issues of life that comes out of there. And we've been looking at that since for days now. So this is just a continuation, but I wanted to highlight Above all else, guard your heart uh, from everything flows out of there. Everything you do flows out of there. So, we're going to look into that. So, we see that the um, reason why we're guarding our heart is that we are going to say something, and when we say something, it's going to become. And so, it tells us that we ought to protect away from put, put away from us crooked speech and devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you ponder the path of your feet then all your ways will be sure think about what you're about to do think about your actions and your uh, one scripture says that we um tells us that those who practice these things will not see the kingdom of god think about your practicing of your lifestyle ponder the path of your feet then all your ways will be sure do not swerve to the right or to the left. turn your foot away from evil. so that's the scripture we see in proverbs chapter four twenty to twenty seven Let's take a look at Mark chapter seven, and we've read this several times, and so we are going to now take a look and see some things about mankind, and so we know those this is mankind, whether you are born again or not. um this is the condition of our soul. From within, out of the heart of man comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, uh, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, every slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within. And they are, the, that's the stuff that defiles you. That's the stuff that, um, uh, defiles your life and cause you pain and cause you, because you are going to be practicing all of that that we just read. And while you practice all of that, it is your lifestyle. And we saw, we see that, and we did, um, read this before in Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are these, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sor- sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition dissension, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, uh, rivalries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And So we talked about the origination of all of those things that we just read came from our evil thoughts. And the scripture tells us that that evil thought that we have all of those things that we read, we have deposited into our hearts and we've been depositing that stuff since we were born. And so it tells us that now when one becomes born again, we have to learn how to manage all of that mess that is in there because the Bible tells us that it's our responsibility and it tells us that as water reflects the face, so one's uh, life reflects the heart. So every man on this planet is, that's the makeup of them. And so that is why I say to you guys, none of us can come to the Father like that uh, outside of what He has, um, set up for us. Because if we come to Him messed up like that, uh, through religion, it, it, it means nothing. We haven't fixed that condition. And so we are not, the condition of man is uh, his spirit, soul, and body is bad, so that spirit man, which is the connector between God and that man, that's broken. Re- religion can't give you that new spirit that is necessary for you to be connected back to God. It, it can't do it. It doesn't address that uh, situation, but God has provided a way by which it does uh, uh, address that. And he, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And so, as we are seeing, and we talked about the heart is where the issues of life is. And let's take a look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 8. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, that is a powerful little verse. So, where your treasure is. The treasure are all of those things that are important to you, whatever they are. It uh, could be money, it could be uh, fame and fortune, whatever your treasure is in your life, that's where your heart is. And so, you will then do everything in necessary in your life to protect your treasure, because it's valuable to you, it's highly valuable. And so, we are looking, and I've mentioned to you guys before, that the scripture tells us that... Um, so we ought to, as a born-again Christian, it, it recommend that we uh, store up our treasures in heaven. If we are told to store up our treasures in heaven, that is then directing us that our hearts ought to be about heaven. And what does that mean? Jesus said uh, "The the heart of what we are supposed to do as far as heaven is the will of God. The will of God for your life, the will of God for who, while you're here. And I've talked to you guys about each and every one of us has an assignment. Jesus came after he's, he got baptized. He read, um, actually, John the Baptist said, there's one coming, um, after me and he is going to, um, and he began to talk about Jesus' his assignment. And Jesus even talked about, uh, um, uh you know, his assignment. John the Baptist says, no, he's not the Messiah, he's the one coming to prepare the way for the assignment. So each one of us have an assignment. If you look at the when God called the the prophets, he will tell them their assignment. Um he told the disciples their assignment when he when Jesus went away go into the world and preach the gospel. He says, this gospel must be preached before I come back, and all this stuff. So each and every one of us have an assignment, and then it's broken down into a micro level. He says, I have given you pastors, teachers, preachers, and all these type stuff, and those are um people that are leaders within that assignment that has specific um uh, uh, job application, if you will. For those assignment, a preacher is different from a teacher. Uh, evangelist is different from, and they all have different things. So you have those, and then you have those that are prayer warriors. You have everyone, and the Bible tells us that God has given us the spirit of, um, uh, not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and so forth. But it also tells us that this Holy Spirit comes and divides the body of Christ as many uh, members and so forth. But each one has the measure of faith, it tells us. Not measure of faith, it has nothing to do with salvation. It has to do with your assignment. So that when you are operating in your assignment... You have this measure of faith that you know that you know that this is who you and what you're supposed to do. And when you do that, the Bible tells us that you have an anointing on your life for that assignment because that's what you were born and created to do. And so we see then that it's very important that one learns these little things here. And it may be little, but it is the essence of how we see and relate to stuff and how God is trying to instruct us. And so we see then that we are called to be diligent about our hearts, and so we have to learn what to put into it, or we have to reprogram our heart, because out of it comes the issues of life. And so as the issues of life are there, uh, the Bible tells us that there are certain things now that God wants us to live a certain way by which He lives. He says you have to live in the Spirit and not in the flesh. And so... In the Spirit, there are certain things that is done within the Spirit and certain lifestyle that is there that we have to switch from that previous lifestyle of living and which tells us about uh, drunkenness, murder, envy, and all those different things. And so, how do we begin to do that? Philippians tells us, Philippians 4, 7 says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. Draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So when one's mind, and we know what the mind is, is your thought life. So Dawn is directing you. You, in order for you to become effective, you must not be double-minded. You, because you can't make any decision, you cannot move. Anything cannot progress because you're of a double-minded person. And so that's when you see the Scripture when it says a double-minded man will get nothing, because how could he? Because he hasn't made up his mind yet. Because once you've decided, the Scripture says, it shall be established. So if you haven't decided yet, it's not going to be established. So you and I are called to submit ourselves, therefore, to God. How do we do that? We submit ourselves by... Uh, bringing in the Word of God into our life to begin, as the Scripture says, above all things, guard your heart. We're not going to put stuff in there to help guard our hearts because we want that water to reflect the face so that the life reflects the heart. So we want to reprogram it with the Word of God so that we can um, begin to look like our Father. Therefore, we must submit ourselves to God's Word. I've told you guys before there are two types of people: disobedient the sons of disobedient are they obedient, and so those are the two standards by which we are before the Father, so God is always telling us in his word, he says in proverbs chapter twenty three verses twenty six um that uh, and the peace of God um which passes all this not not proverbs sorry uh, let me read this in, in proverbs twenty three seven my son give Um, me your ear and let your eye observe my ways. Why? Because he's trying to say to you that my ways is the way by which you are going to do that. Submit yourself, you're submitting yourself to the will of God because of what you're trying to um, create some new information in your heart so that you can uh, change your behavior because All of those things that we see that was mentioned before, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And the Bible tells us that the kingdom of God is at hand. And so um, we want to practice some different stuff. So let's take a look at Proverbs chapter 4, verses 1. It says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he, who that man, his behavior, his his lifestyle, he will practice what he thinks in his heart. He is he because it is who he is. It's in his will. It's in his uh, emotion. It is in his intent and all of these things. And so, what is in there, guys, is who you are. And so that's why the scripture is telling you and I that we ought to be doing something. We ought to be putting. Uh, in, investing in putting the Word of God in our heart and that we could start changing our uh, behavior Proverbs 7.25 hear O son a father's instruction and be attentive that you may gain insight for I give you a good precept precepts do not forsake my teaching and so why do not forsake it because I am giving you some good stuff that will protect you. And so we're going to read um uh some scriptures so that you can see, because it leads us. The reason why I'm staying here for a brief moment is because it leads us into this confession part. And when we get there, um we are in trouble. Once we confess it, we are in big trouble. And so this is why I'm trying to spend some time. Let's take a look at Proverbs chapter 4. That book, Proverbs, and uh, you should go and read it and find um, some really powerful insights in there. Hear my children the instruction of, of a father and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother's womb, he also taught me and said to me. Now listen, this is what he is teaching at. Let your heart retain my word. Let it store it up. Keep my commands and live. Get wisdom. And we saw that wisdom and understanding, we gain that uh, from the word of God. So you and I, as we are in the word of God, is gonna, we are going to gain wisdom and understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. You know, there we go. Do not forsake her, the words and she will preserve you. Love her, the words, and she will keep you. And then it says, wisdom is the principal thing. Get it. So once we learn wisdom, the Bible tells us that wisdom is going to teach us. Wisdom and understanding is going to teach us now how to speak. Because it tells us in the scripture, he who is wise will speak a certain way. And so now we are gaining wisdom for the purpose of putting that stuff inside us is so that we can gain the principal thing therefore get wisdom and in also in your getting make sure you get some understanding as well it says exalt her the word and she will promote you she will bring you honor when you embrace her and she will place on your head an ornament of grace a crown of glory will she deliver to you so this is what the power of the Word of God. Verse Proverbs 7, My son, keep my words and store up my commands within you. Keep my commands and you will live. Guard my teaching as the apple of your eyes. That's how important the Word of God is. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablets of your heart. Say to wisdom that In all you're getting, get wisdom, because as I mentioned to you, wisdom will help you speak. And the whole thing is that if you learn wisdom and understanding, when you speak, you will um, get what you speak. And so what I'm trying to show you is what you're going to be storing up within your heart. What are you going to be programming yourself in? You're going to grab wisdom. You're going to study the Word of God. You're going to get all this information. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and to insight revelation from your understanding, uh, you are my relative, and it tells us that you and I ought to do that, and that's what the Word of God can do for us. So, we are called, guys, to really, really, really uh, um, learn this principle, because what? When we learn and we gain wisdom... Uh, Ephesians chapter four twenty nine says let not corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only such as good for building up as fit the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Through wisdom and understanding you will only be able to do that. You will only to be able to um speak the right thing because those words there is one who whose uh, rash words are like a sword thrust, but the tongue of the wise, the one that has wisdom, brings healing. And so this is the stuff that I'm talking to you. Proverbs sixteen twenty four. Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul, and health to the body. That can only be done by one who have wisdom. Whosoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. It takes wisdom and understanding to do that. And so you and I have to, um in all you're getting, it says, we ought to be able to get wisdom and understanding because it helps us to understand the value and the power of our words. Whosoever guards his mouth, preserve his life. He who opens his lips comes to ruin. This is why you and I, the Bible tells us, that we ought to guard and be diligent of our heart because it tells us in the scriptures that for by your words... You will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. You and I must learn how to um, gain wisdom, and wisdom is found from the Word of God. And it tells us that. And I spend the time reading it to you because I wanted you to see where it comes from. Here it tells us in um in uh, uh Proverbs chapter 4. Uh, verses, uh, four. He's, let me read that. It says, He also taught me and said to me, Let m- your heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth because you are now, um, uh, putting all this information into your, uh, your soul into your heart so that it can change it from that picture that we saw in the book of Mark and what we saw in Galatians, what we saw in um Galatians five nineteen and Mark seven twenty one. So we have to change that picture and it's our responsibility to change that picture. picture why? Because it says in Proverbs chapter twenty seven nineteen as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart so where your treasure is that's where your heart will be and so as you and I now according to Philippians 4 7 submit yourself therefore to the word of God and to practice his will over our will as Jesus did Jesus had to do the very same thing he said not my will but thy will be done and what does God say he says my son in Proverbs chapter 23 he says, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. Give me your heart. Trust me. Lean not on to your own understanding. The scripture tells us that. L- uh, Lean on me. Um, take my word. It says, let your heart retain my words. Let it keep my commandments and you will live. And he says, it will give you wisdom. Get it. Get wisdom because it's in my word. Get understanding and do not forget to turn from the word of my mouth. Don't move. Keep your eyes focused on my word. Why? Because I heard I, I I hold my word above my name. And because I want you to understand that you need to do this to um store stuff in your heart. Because why? He says, do not forsake my words, for she will preserve you. My words stored in your heart will preserve you. Because when situation comes You will respond from my word and not respond from your old nature that is in you. And so what you are doing to yourself is reprogramming your soul by giving it the word of God. And one of the benefactor of the word of God being put into you is wisdom, understanding. And other scripture tells us that it's uh, wisdom and um, uh, insights, if you will, revelations and so you're getting some insights into you, keep my command and you will live, guard my teachings as the apple of your eye, and we know what that means, that is a precious place to be as the apple the Bible tells us that we are the apple of God's eye, you are it, you know you are your pupil, basically, the centerpiece of your eye and so you and I are that way, and so he's saying guard my teaching like that you have to protect it with all your diligence, protect your heart, guard it. And so we see the scriptures telling us, "Guard my commands, you, and you will live. Where are you putting his commands? You're in our hearts. And so we have to guard our hearts from the wiles and the thoughts of the enemy, because he's going to be bringing those things all day long, because he wants to get you disconnected from the Father, And when he does that, you will do like Peter. You will take your eyes off of the Word and then you're going to look around you and you're going to see your situation and you are going to sink, period. So he is trying to get you to move your eyes from the Word of God because he's telling you, don't move to the left, don't move to the right, keep your eyes steady, don't don't move, keep your blinders on. Um, because if you start looking into the natural realm, you are going to be in trouble. Abraham, the Bible tells us how he got his promise. He considered not the deadness of his uh, uh, Sarah's womb nor uh, his body. He considered not. He didn't turn to the left. He didn't turn to the right. He considered not. He kept at the promise of God. And he kept confessing and all of those that were calling his name were calling those things that are not as though they were. When God changed his name from Abraham and everyone said Abraham, they were releasing into um, everyone, they were releasing the power of God in that situation. Because God changed his name. So when Abraham called, when Sarah called him Abraham, when the the servants called him Abraham, when uh, everybody was calling him Abraham, what were they doing? They were releasing the word of God into this situation, calling those things that are not as though they were, and they were calling in the father of many nations, even though he and his wife had no child. Why? Because the Word of God, it kept him focused, kept him, just by changing his name, God kept him focused on the Word. The promise was in the name Abraham, the father of many nations. So he was actually confessing what was going to come to pass. And so you and I have to do the very same thing with the Word of God. As we begin to drop it into our our spirit, the Bible says that one of the benefactors in that word is wisdom and understanding and insights. And Proverbs tells us that the death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat the fruit of. And the scripture warns us don't not let corrupt communication come out of your mouth because if you let communication, corrupt communication coming out of your mouth, where is it coming from? It is coming from your old programming. The old programming states... In Galatians chapter 5, 19, now these are the works of the flesh, the evidence which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred. All of those things are conversational pieces. You have to have a conversation with words in order to commit all of those crazy things I just started speaking to you. And so then where is it coming from? It is coming from your heart. And so because your heart is corrupt, we read also in, in the thing, it says, um, My son, be attentive to my words, incline my your ears to my sayings, let them not escape from your sight, and keep them in the, within your heart, keep them in your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and healing to all their flesh. It has the power to heal you. And it has the power to uh, uh, provide for you. Keep your heart with all vigilant, for from it flows the spring of life. And then there is the peace. Put away from you crooked speech, and put devious talk far from you. Other scripture says, let no corrupt conversation come out of you, because whatever you say, the scripture tells us, that by your words, the word tells us this. And so, you and I have to understand the power of our words. By our words, we are justified, and by our words, we are condemned. It is by your words. It is not by anyone else's, not my mother, not my father, I can't blame nobody. For it tells us, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Whosoever guards his mouth, preserve his life. He who opens wide his lips will come to ruin. So, guard your heart, guys. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer every person. I want to tell you, in order for that scripture to be a part of your life, one must have wisdom, one must have understanding, and one must have insight. You cannot, uh, do that with all these wonderful people that are before you, you know, your friends, your family, and, uh, you know, your enemies, all of those that are before you, you cannot um, maintain that scripture unless you got some wisdom and that you have learned how to control your tongue because the Bible tells us that this thing, what comes out of our mouth proceeds from the heart. And this is the stuff that defiles the person. Not anything else, but what comes out of our heart. Whatever comes out of our mind, proceeds, comes from the heart. That's where it originates from. And where did it originate from when it dropped in the heart? It originated from the original place, was our mind, where the thought lived then it drops into the will, it gets that emotional stamp, it is collected into the heart. Anything that proceeds out of the mouth comes from the heart and that defiles you. When you cuss at them, that's what defiles you. When you are angry, when you are scheming, when you are planning, when you are manipulating... All of that stuff comes from your heart. It was given birth in your thought life, and it's manifested in there. And so who that's who you are. And so that's why I say to you, when people speak to you, it comes from who they are. And so it's very important to listen and hear them, because the scripture, he says, listen and hear. Those who have ears, let them hear. Look at these people. Don't date someone's potential. Date them. Look at their heart from what they are saying. Become one that is an era of people's speech. That's how you locate people. And you will know exactly who they are. And Jesus said it. They will come and infiltrate the church. They are going to dress, in, uh, they are wolves that are dressed in sheep clothing. They will penetrate. The 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 church. They will call themselves Christians. They're going to put their hands up, and they're going to speak in tongues. That we know that is from the devil, because the devil's people speak in tongues too. Tongues is just a spiritual man speaking its language. Whether it is the corrupt uh, spiritual man speaking tongues. Or the brand new speaking tongues. I've seen them both. It is just a spirit man. Whether it's a corrupt spirit man speaking its language. Or whether it's a new creation man that is baptized by the Holy Spirit. And now speaks with this new spirit speaking in tongues. This is what tongues is. I don't see why people are all bent out of shape about this language. It is a spiritual language. It's a corrupt spiritual, an evil person could speak in tongues. A Christian could speak in tongues. And people are like, you know, what in the world? Is to, it, it, no, I've seen evil people speak in tongues. They're demonic, and we cast those demons out and, and stuff like that. You know, I've seen some stuff in my life. And so um, tongues is not a big deal, guys. Don't panic and lose it. You know, when you see someone speaking in tongues, and you, they claim to be a Christian, and their life is... is all over the place. It's not to be afraid of or be oh wow or whatever. You look at that and go wow. Oh, I know what's going on in that because that their lifestyle. Those who practice this will never see the kingdom of God, and so uh, don't let that stuff. And so you and I are called to put the word of God in us to diligently protect our heart. Why? Because. Out of it is going to come the issues of life. And so we want the issues of what God wants in our life because the Bible says when we become born again, we are now translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son. When we came there, God gives us this new spirit, but this soul man of us is still corrupt. The Bible recommends that we deposit the Word of God into it so that it could save the soul, as it says in the Scriptures. Um and continually save the soul. And so as we are working in that, Beloved, I wish above all things that you um, be in health as your soul prosperates. So as we put the word in our being, into our heart, where the Bible says, um, But his delight is in the law of Lord, Psalms 1, and on his law he meditates day and night. Psalms 19:7 The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul; the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. James chapter 1 verse 21 Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and su- superficiality of naughtiness and receive the meekness uh, the engrafted word of God which is able to save your souls. And so it tells us that we have to put that word into us. Because when we put that word into us, the scripture says some of the byproducts are wisdom, understanding, insight. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs twenty-eight fourteen, blessed is the one who fears the Lord always, but whoever hardens his heart will fail in calamity. And that's what God is trying to prevent you and I. Because as our heart becomes hard, as we become harder, we saw that um, this is the thing that destroyed Moses, his heart. The children of Israel did not walk into the promised land because the Bible says their hearts were hardened. God is trying to protect you from you. And he wants to bring you into a space by which you are now going to be able to speak the right things. And so as we deposit the word of God, God is going to help us. What is that word going to help us to do? It's going to help us to do this. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22. Okay? We'll go and we'll pick a few things and we'll see some stuff. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no love. That new Spirit that you got, that's the capability that He can use and the capability that he can, uh, that he has with him, and so now, as you now put in wisdom within yourself, it says you are going to be able to, according to Colossians three eight, you are going to be able to. But now you must put away all anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Why? Because you are going to put in the word of God. Okay, you're going to put in the word of God to assist your soul man to now gain some wisdom, okay? So that out of your mouth, according to Colossians 4 6, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know what you ought to answer every person. So now you see the capability of the Spirit. Now you're going to educate this soul of man, soul man, with the Word of God on every situation, on sickness, disease, on poverty, on provision, on, on meeting your needs, on whatever, on depression, on anxiety, on what are the cares of your life. You are now going to bring Scripture into your life to educate your soul, because as you're bringing the Word of God, what's, going, what's in it? The byproducts are wisdom, knowledge, revelation, insight. So you are going to get a revelation when you hear it, the Word of God on healing your diseases, that Jesus meant exactly what he said when he said, um, when the Scripture says that Jesus Christ became a curse, um, he became this curse for us and taking our, our sicknesses and disease, When we believe that, the Bible says, when you believe that, and at that space right there, the Bible says that that is faith. And the Bible says, Abraham believed God, and it was a credit to him as righteousness. So everyone is calling him, Abraham, Abraham, he and his woman are making love, believing God, and these old folks are getting it on. And the people are calling him Abraham and Abraham and he, she's calling, they're calling each other, speaking those things that are not. And guess what? One day it says Abraham believed God. With all that confession and name calling and being with his woman, he was still uh, moving towards coming to the place where he believed God. And it tells us in the scripture in Hebrews that Abe, that Sarah also became pregnant by faith. So what? she may have gotten there before him or he may have gotten there before there, but whatever, they got there. She believed God. He believed God. It says, and at that same spot, the scripture says, God looked down and says, they got it. And the scripture said, Abraham believed God, and it was a credit to him as righteousness. But he had to deposit all of that into his heart. And she had to develop and deposit that also into her heart. And they got it by faith. And so when God changed their confession, because he had to change what they believed. And so you and I will have to do the same thing. Um And That's how we get our stuff from God. The Bible tells us so. And so I wanted to bring this thing. So our responsibility is to guard their heart because as we're guarding it, we're inputting stuff in there. And the stuff that we're inputting is to help us with our speech because when we speak things, the Bible says it will come to pass because it tells us that those things that proceed out of the mouth of the heart is the thing that defiles a person if it is coming from the corrupt um, belief system, it will. But if it's coming from an uncorrupted uh, system, but what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. Now let's look at that and input some uh, some uh, uh, spiritual stuff, you know, born again stuff, if you will. From what proceeds out of the heart. And defiles a person, but if we put it on our side, we can say, and as the scripture says, it is the one that uh walk by faith is the one because it says by our confession, the heart is we are um you know, we are deceived or not or saved. And so that scripture can we say we could put in there that we say we walk by faith. And so when we walk by faith we will get are justified, as it says. So we could say and put it this way. It tells us in the scriptures that for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. So if we read that, again, using this stuff, it says that we from the mouth proceed from the heart and you will be justified. And that's what God said with Abraham, you are justified. For Abraham was justified and says the scripture in Romans chapter 4 says that He believed God, and it was accredited to him for righteousness. Guys, this has been fun. It truly has been. Um, I don't know where God is going to lead me from with the study, but I know he started this a while ago. Uh, We started looking from uh, the will of God and all of these different things to see, uh, to set us up, to bring us to to today. And so it's my hope that you're able to get some wisdom, some understanding from here because he said he'll send pastors after his heart so that he could teach you to, uh, so that you could gain wisdom and understanding. And it is my hope that I was obedient to the Father, to the Lord Jesus Christ, and to my hope, to the Holy Spirit in bringing this teaching to you guys. And, uh, it is, uh, it was and has been an honor. Uh, that God is uh, able to use me because I've surrendered to him to be used as a vessel because I know that he has called me to be a teacher. And I know he had called me while I was younger. And I came up with all kinds of excuses to not to do this. And um I had to come to a space. Actually, I almost died. I was in a hospital for several um several days in ICU and when I came out of it I told the Lord I will surrender, I will do what you want and so that's why I embarked and I began to uh listen to God. Um, my pulpit if you will is the podcast space that I utilize to come and teach my morning rant, I bring that to you because I wanted to keep you guys abreast as to moving and getting other insights, that, uh, what's happening um, in the world, in the realm of Christianity, in politics, and how it all blends together, uh, but it has deviated and gone different places. I go where God tells me, and so whenever He tells me to speak about the church, I speak about the church, because this church is not His church, it's absolutely, totally um, not His church. And so. But wherever he leads me, he led me to this study that started about him and the will of God and so forth and he brought me here because he wanted me to talk to you guys about who you are spirit soul and body and the, the reason why you need to diligently guard your heart what is the purpose of doing that how do you what do you get when you deposit the word of God in there you get wisdom you get understanding you get insights but these are the things that you will need as you begin to hear the word and you come to the space where Abraham and Sarah came to they believed God and at that space, it was accredited to them as righteousness. And righteousness means that you and I are 100% in faith. And when we are in that place, whatever situation we are dealing with, when we speak, we, what it hears is that God quality that commanded it when it, uh, when we created we were there present inside the Father when we were creating, when he was uh, creating the earth, when we all we were creating the earth with him. Um, and after he uh, finished with it, he kissed us and gave us the gift of our soul. He became a speaking soul and he gave us dominion over this. And it's still that. He has given us dominion over this. Do not allow the enemy to uh, come into your life and Distract you from who you are. You are a son of God. You are powerful. You are blessed. You are not cursed. God does not curse you. He will not curse you. He, a father does not do that, that loves his children. Jesus Christ desires to heal you. The Holy Spirit, the Word of God, in the Bible says so He sent His Word to heal you. Our problem is the timing, the timeline by which things manifest. And that's when the scripture says we ought to learn how to wait on the Lord, trust not our own understanding, rely on Him, because he says in the scripture that He does everything perfect in His time. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith, We walk by faith, and not by
0: sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith, and remember... Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast,
1: and many more.